Design You Podcast, Episode 4. If you are looking for tips, tricks, and inspiration to keep your life on purpose, join us in my free Facebook community, Create the Life You Want, hashtag Design You, and surround yourself with other people choosing to live by design and not by default. Are you ready to create the life you really want? Welcome to the Design You Podcast where I talk to everyday people who know life can be done differently with a clear mindset, positive attitude, openness to growth, and their willingness to take life to the next level. Get ready to design you. Hi guys, Tina Murray here. Today I'm welcoming to the drawing board Chester Kang. Chester is the IT and lab support officer in the Neuropsychiatry Centre at the University of Melbourne who says that he is now living the dream since arriving from Singapore in 2008. A self-confessed uber geek, he has particular interest in sci-fi, especially the futurism and technological aspects, as well as fantasy for its human and moral dimensions. Join me as I chat with Chester about systems for life. Hi Chester, and thank you so much for joining me on the Design New Podcast. How are you today? Oh, good. Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm brilliant. So what are you doing to live your best life? I came to Australia to have a better quality of life, work-life balance, mm-hmm. because while I was quite um, happy and successful in Singapore, it was, it was very demanding on my time. Mm-hmm. And I felt that there must be more to life than just you know work and then living for the weekends. Okay. Yeah. So I, I thought to have a more balanced life. And then this being in Australia allows me to do that. So why did you know Australia had that opportunity for you? Why Australia and not somewhere else? I didn't actually. It just so happened that I studied as an undergraduate here. And I thought it would be interesting to see what it was like being a non-student in Australia. Because, you know, a student life is is not not real life. It's all of a student life. Um, and I, I didn't really know that it would it would be able to provide what I was looking for, but I wanted to just give it a try, and I think that's probably one of the one of the keys in my view of living the life that I, I want mm-hmm. to try something to try something different. So as I was as I so being in Singapore and working really hard is is the norm. Mm-hmm. It's not like. It, I was something, I was, I was, it was not like my life was extraordinarily difficult. Sure. It, was, it was good. I was, I was, I have a good job. You know, I, I had a great career. So it wasn't, it wasn't so much that it wasn't working. It was that I just thought there must be more than just what, I, what it was. And good on you for taking action about that though, because there's lots of us who feel that there's more for our life, but it doesn't mean we do something about it because it takes a brave person to decide that or we need to be at the end of our tether. There's reasons why we do that. So why were you able to do that when a lot of people feel the same as you but they don't do anything about it? Maybe I'm a bit adventurous, I guess. I wouldn't say that I was particularly brave. It was more like, you know, why why think back on my life and go, why shouldn't I have, I should have done that or I should have done this. So I remember... A short story. Um, I had a signed up for a tap class on the weekend, and my my friends were running the dance school, and I, I asked them. I have no experience. I have two left feet, no sense of rhythm. 
you know, could I actually do this tap class where this, they had asked a, a teacher from the US to come teach. And they said, oh yeah, sure, you'll be fine. <laughs> and, but during the, during the whole weekend, I was completely out of my depth. Mm. I was that one guy that was turning left when everybody was turning right. Oh. It was like floor to ceiling mirror so you, could, so you and everyone could see that mm. I was not coping. But that was the best weekend of my life because I didn't know what was happening. And anything, any experience was going to be an improvement of my previous self. Wow. And everything was better than before because this was something that I would would never have done. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that sort of gave me the confidence to go. I mean, I didn't die. (laughs) I had a a great time. It's one of the most memorable weekends of my entire life. Wow. So I thought, you know, maybe that's where some of the confidence comes from because to, to be in that state of constant failure, failure in the commas, was the best thing ever because everything was just better than before and everything was awesome. So, so does that mean you embrace failure now? Because a lot of us don't. Um, I, I think it's, it's more, I don't see it as failure anymore. Mm. I, I see it as I, I get to grow when I'm at, when I'm at my, the limit of what I know or better still when I'm out of my depth then everything is just learning and everything is just growing and, and everything is just being more of better than what I was prior to that moment. But I don't see that as failure. In a sense, I see that as opportunity. Absolutely. Um, and is that a driver for you to be continually growing and learning? Is, is that one of the big drivers for you or is there something more? Yeah, for, for me personally, I, I think that if I have the same thought or the same idea as when I was 10, then I really haven't grown or advanced very much. Mm-hmm. You know, and or when I was 15 or 18 or 20. So yeah. if, if I'm not developing nuance and, and learning and, and growing in, in experience or wisdom, then it's a wasted year, a wasted decade, whatever it, it might be. Mm-hmm. And I feel that in a, in a kind of overly simplistic way, um, you are either living or you're dying Mm-hmm. So if you, if you're living, then you're con- you're constantly becoming more, and if you're decaying, then you're becoming less. So I I, I don't see I I guess I mean I I understand this is a very simplistic view, but I, I find it very helpful to have that to have that model that you know you are either growing or you're you know, you're living or you're dying. You're either one. I don't think there's any problem with something being a simplistic concept if it's helping you to experience life and to live in your best way. And the way I've always approached things is the simpler we can make it, the better. So if that's actually helping you and hopefully it can help someone who's listening to this as well, then there's no need to apologise for it to being simplistic because there's actually a lot of depth to that. And I think there's a lot more depth you could explore with that why do you think it's either living or dying? And Because obviously there's so much in between that. Is there elements in between or is it really that black and white for you? I think the reason I like simple models is, is because I like to like travel light. <laughs> Love it. So obviously that's not the only information. It is just the sort of simple model. It's like if you had to multiply two very large numbers, mm-hmm together and you know that one of the multipliers is even you you know for sure that the last digit is going to be even mm-hmm. the last if the last digit is odd you don't have to do the full calculation to go you know the answer is not correct 
Yeah. You, you know straight away. So that's an ex- and to me that's an illustration of a very simple model that will help to be to to, for, to help you determine how much more energy or time to spend in looking into something. Mm. If like if the if in the big picture it doesn't make sense, then going into the details will not make it will not make it make more sense. It will just be still incorrect. And of course, having the simple model doesn't it doesn't end there for me because I I like to have the simple model and then see how far it extends when you go into the details and the complexity. So. Does that answer your question about? Absolutely. For me, um, when I'm hearing that, you're talking about very much looking at the big picture first and then coming down to the details. And so I love that as a model for life because if we have clarity about what our end vision is, then it's time to start to putting the energy into the small details. But do you agree that many of us are putting all our energy into the small details and not even seeing what this big picture is? Definitely. I, I think the reason I have the model is because I, I normally do tend to focus on the details naturally. Mm-hmm. And, and the model helps me to, 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 to stop that, that habit of just, you know, like, oh, should I, should I get this model of computer or should I get this other model of computer? It's like, does it really make a difference? Well, it does, but not, not in a big picture. So I think the, the fact that I have this tool to me is an indication that naturally i i need this tool because naturally i fix it on the on the minutia of every detail because because i enjoy that i i'm in it i like i like you know delving deeply into a particular topic i'm quite geeky that way <laughs> so ha- having the tool helps me to be more effective in in not doing that and getting lost in you know the, the fun of delving into a topic whether yeah. it's my life or my work or whatever yeah so what other tools have you got there in that, as you call it, geeky tool belt? <laughs> um, I, I think um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an uber geek. I, uh, I, I play desktop role-playing games. I like, so part of the experience of that is, I guess, the tool would be the desire or the practice of looking at a system, any system, whether it's a game system or a workplace system or a social dynamic or a life thing, and then trying to figure out the optimal path. Wow. I guess for me, I, I'm quite, to put positively, I, I like to be efficient. <laughs> um, put negatively, I'm, I'm lazy. <laughs> I, I want maximum return for minimal effort. Mm-hmm. Or if I do something, then I would want it to function on multiple levels so that I am um, so there's there's this idea I was introduced to where you set goals and you set good goals by setting goals that are uh, achievable or, or relatively relatively easily achievable mm-hmm. and then once you achieve then you feel more motivated to achieve even more mm-hmm. so the, the the tool is from this group or this course I had done before and the goal is Setting good goals means setting goals that you can hit the targets off and exceed sure. easily. Because once you hit it, you go like, I'm, I have this momentum and I want to keep going. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of another tool, I guess. And so, that comes a little bit back to your tap dancing story again, because yeah. it was a, a goal which you achieved more than you had hoped to. And you've said that that's the reason that you really have come to Australia. It really taught you that failure isn't really going to keep you down yeah. so it's another variation of that isn't it yes I, uh, I never saw it that way but yes exactly right it's it's about it, it was on my bucket list to be able to tap dance <laughs> I, I cannot actually tap dance 
I'll give it a try. I, I can maybe tap a simple tune, but you know, and and it's not, yeah, it's not it's not actually important to me. It's just something that something fun that I'd like to be able to do, just just for the pure pleasure of it. Yeah. And yeah, the the whole the whole relationship with the result of not um, being able to keep up with the class did not detract from the the fun of the pleasure of it because it was you know such so, was so great. Like I've been in Australia nine years now, uh, and it was a long time planning to be here. Mm-hmm. So even though I've been here such a long time, I still catch myself in amazement, in you know, almost in disbelief. Like I can't believe I'm here. This is amazing. Wow. You know, wow. Because and it's been nine years. I should have gotten used to it by now, but mm. I, I still don't. And I still marvel at the fact that I'm here. And I think to me, it's like an illustration of that. It's like, I, I cannot believe I can tap dance. Well, not really well, but... <laughs> and it, it's, I think having that knowledge of limitation also helps me to appreciate when I do see people who are amazing tap dancers, because I can appreciate the sort of difficulty Mm. and and in a sort of related way although I personally don't feel that coming to Australia was particularly difficult or Mm. or challenging or particularly brave I can see that yeah if I hadn't had that experience with the tap class and with with the so-called failure I might have been more hesitant and resistant and this would have this move would have been a much bigger deal Mm. Um, but but to me it's not but but the awareness allows me to to sort of understand when someone else says, yeah, it was a big deal to move. Yeah. I can, I can sort of relate to that. For sure. And one of the things that, you know, as human beings, we need to connect with other people. And I think the reason people say that it's a big deal moving away is because you're leaving your family behind, you're leaving your friends, you're leaving what you know. In some ways, you're leaving part of your culture, uh, depending on where you're from. And so I think that's why we see it as such mm. a big deal. And how is that for you with connection? Because moving to a new country, making new connections, making new habits, finding where you're going to live, it is a big deal. There's a lot of decisions in that. So how most of us get caught up in all these small decisions all the time. Has moving here helped you to get through the the fluff to see what's bigger because you've had to make a number of big decisions? Mm, uh, uh, yes, definitely. I, I think that one of the things that helped me was uh, an experience of a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. And from the long distance relationship, I sort of came to the resolution that I would live as much as possible fully where I am. Wow. So living fully where I am basically means that in a sense, once I leave Singapore, my, my relationship with everyone I know ends. So it doesn't end permanently, but it ends where where it was. Sure. And and in a f- sort of philosophical way, I guess you could you could see it as that happens to us every day. You know, Explain you that. Have, yeah, you you may have friends who or or family who you who you see daily, but every day is a new day. Mm. And and while it while it may be a continuation of their life and your experiences, every time you choose to meet someone and interact and the interaction ends it is an end mm-hmm. there's no real guarantee you know that i mean chances are yeah your childhood friends or your family will be pretty much how you knew them they may grow but when it, when you come down to it it's every every beginning and end is it's a discrete moment mm-hmm. so 
it, it, it what you alluded, alluded to about fluff about fluff and so on i I, I I sort of agree that yeah most of the time the friends that show up or the people that show up in your life most regularly are the ones that would have done so whether you were close or whether you were geographically far mm-hmm. especially with with like modern technology you're able to you don't have to wait a week or 10, 11 days for your letters to arrive when mm. from Australia. You can just, you know, do an instant Skype call. So in a sense, while there's no physical proximity, there's a sort of mental availability if, if that is chosen. And the people that do keep in touch on that level with me, mm. um, they would have done so whether I was around the corner or across mm. waters. Yeah. Um, and I have lots of friends whom I don't contact maybe once a year, twice a year, maybe mm-hmm. once in three years. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're the kind of friendships that we sort of pick up where we left off. Yeah. And and our, our lives are full. So it's not, you know, it's, I mean, obviously it's much more easy if everyone was closely available. But closely available still doesn't take into account the time availability, yes. especially when when careers take off or when families happen. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I hope that answers the question. So yeah, for sure. And I think I mean I've I left home over thirty years ago, and I've still got friends from you know mm-hmm. primary school and high school. And I agree, you do pick up where you left off, and a number of them I'm in contact with quite consistently. But I find when I do meet with them, again coming back to this fluff idea. I actually, we don't talk about the little annoyances of every day. When we catch up, we talk about real things. And obviously over years, there's a level of trust there. So we probably go to a deeper level than most people do, but we're never talking about the weather. It gets way beyond that. And I think when you do only see people occasionally, you make the most of that time. And it actually, I've found it's a really good way for me to reflect on what's happened in those months. Because they're sharing something of their life, which is big in those three months. It's not about their mechanic annoying them or anything like that. That stuff doesn't come up. Mm. So it gives you a different perspective, doesn't it? Yes, def- definitely. And, and I think you're exactly right. The, the fact that, I mean, for example, when I go visit um, family and friends in Singapore, I, I may have like ten, seven days or 10 days. Mm-hmm. So every every minute, you know, matters. And, yes. and you yeah. And, and yeah, talking about the weather, talking about day-to-day stuff, that, that's a really valuable bonding experience. It's like, in the, like the threads that bind relationships, the day-to-day, the day-to-day stuff, but sure. it's not the only thread. And getting deep and getting real, you know, it's like a, the difference between multiple threads and a, and a thick rope. Mm. So the, 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 the sort of sharing and relating does take place when it's just infrequent and when does the knowledge that you know like this this is the hour that i have with you until next year yeah and that's a great motivation to go to go deep and to get really real and authentic so yeah. i think yeah yeah but but making the time still factors in so the people that would have made time would have made time whether they were mm-hmm. in the same neighborhood or whether they were across the oceans so that comes down to our priorities, doesn't it? And it's interesting how we always can make time for things that are important for us. We're always using the word busy mm-hmm. and how busy are we really? Because if we really want to do something, it's amazing what time we suddenly have. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think definitely. Um, but personally, I think that prioritizing time is 
is essential to to getting more out of life. Mm-hmm. You know, and the trouble I think with our busy busy lives is because we we distract ourselves without realizing. Oh, sorry. I I often do. I'll speak for myself. I mm-hmm. I often distract myself without without realizing and. I distract myself with things that help me to deal with the the day to day, you know. Like for example, if I've had a long day at work and I want to return home and just relax,、mm-hmm. I might, you know, watch TV. Sure. For example, and that distraction is what I what I do need, or rather, the consequence of that react of that distraction is what I do need. Sure. But we can ach- I can achieve that in 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 different different ways. So. Uh, as an example, when I was very busy in Singapore, I would finish work at say early would be like nine thirty ten p.m. and then I'll I'll go I'll go out and I go dancing.、Mm-hmm. Not tap so, dancing. No, not tap dancing. <laughs> I like、um, like salsa dancing. So so that that would within an hour that would energize me more than if I had just gone home and watched TV for an hour. Yeah. And and I would feel so refreshed and so energized、mm. that I would have. You know, I'll be all all abuzz and all. You know, because I guess you know, light light aerobic exercise would be the the proper description. So it happened to be salsa, but it's not necessarily it. And then the sort of the thing I mean that that we distract ourselves with things that take time, but that may not require it if we just understood what the mechanism was.、Mm. So this goes back to sort of the the optimization and and gaming or learning about systems that I was talking about earlier. Yeah,、um, I think I'm I'm quite fortunate because my qualification and training is in systems design, which means examining systems and trying to create computer systems to to rip, to make it more efficient. So,、yeah. but that applies to daily life too.、Mm-hmm. Just just sort of looking at the situation and going, what are the, what are the major moving parts? What are the details? How can I make this better? And and that that sort of helps. But in real life, we can't do Control Alt Delete every time <laughs> we're stagnant. So, well, what can we? We could, though. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? What can we do to move forward without reboot? Well, how do we reboot ourselves? Really, is the question, isn't it? Apart、um, from this balance, is part of what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I think for me,、uh, speaking for myself, I, I find sort of getting to know who I, who, who I am, or more accurately. What I would like my life to be about,、mm-hmm. returning to that periodically. That's sort of my my reboot or my reset. Beautiful. So understanding who I am and therefore how I would like my life to be or what I would like my life to be about, that helps the reset. And not not to be morbid, but I live sort of from the point of death. So at, on my deathbed, I, I live from that point, and how how I would like. My life to have been is how I is how I live when I'm living forward. Absolutely,、so、that that sort of helps me to keep on track and helps me to to deal with everything basically. So, and how so do you do that, that? What what tools do you use to do that? So I I sort of I sort of place myself in the future、mm-hmm. and I sort of imagine how I, I would like to feel,、mm-hmm. and I sort of then picture who the people are in my life. Nice. As in, not not specifically, you know, this person or that person, but the kind of person, the kind of people. Beautiful. Um, the kind of influence or that I've had on them and they have had on me. The you know, and just if if I had to, if if someone were to write a story about my life, what kind of story would I like 
that story to be mm. you know, um, and live from, from there, basically. And, and I think one of the nice things I, I find is that it's one of the nice things I learned for myself was that I, I don't, my story doesn't have to be similar to anyone else's. It's my story. You know, and, and for me, that's a very, it, it releases a lot of stress and expectation. You know, like there's, there isn't any of the, I ought to be doing this or ought to be doing that mm. in a sense of being compared to others. Yes. It's about what, what I like and what I want for my story to be. Um, I'll, I'll give you an illustration. So before I left Singapore, I did some, some property work, some, some sales work. And if I were to compare the sort of career choice, I, I would be quite maybe regretful or, or upset. Because compared in terms of my earning potential and my career advancement is very different than if I had stayed in Singapore and coming here. Of course. Yeah. So whenever, whenever I go back and I catch up with friends who are there, I can see, I can sort of almost see the path I didn't take. Yes. But in a sense, that's their story Mm. and that's not my story. Mm. And being focused on my story keeps me sort of grounded and, and stressed stress-free or less stress and, and quite happy because this is this is my story and this is my life. Obviously, the way that they, they might work and the, the, the things that may have happened to them, that's their story and, and would have been different if I had been there. Sure. Or if I had. So it's a different path altogether, basically. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's where the whole design new concept comes from. It's exactly about that. It's the fact that how you design your life will be different from how someone else's is. The choices you make will be different. So I love that that's where you're coming from. Now, part of what I often ask people is where do you see yourself in 50 years? And I find, again, that gets rid of a lot of the the fluff in between because when if we think about 50 years, we're not thinking about the garbage not being put out last night. <laughs> so for you, where, where do you see yourself in 50 years? Well, um, I, I guess I... I... I guess the first thing I, want, I would like to say in response to that, I think it's much less morbid to say 50 years than on my dad did. But essentially, it's the same, it's the same question. Yes. In essence, it's the same question. Mm. So in essence, my, my answer would be that specifically, I would like to have had a, a life three years from now where I've met amazing, great people, mm-hmm. such as yourself. Oh, interesting interesting, interesting in, in many different ways. Yeah. And, and having had a positive interaction with each of them, meaning some way where there's contribution in two directions. There's a sort of recognition of, of goodness within myself and within other people mm. and a sort of collaborative sort of um, effort to, to make the world a little better. Yeah. So one of the tools that I learned was if I had in mind that I want to leave a place better than I found it, or a situation better than I found it, that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. And, and sort of, as a minimum, it shouldn't be worse than when I found it. So I think those are very, very simple and helpful tools that I use to, to sort of judge how to approach the situation. Yeah. You know, where at, at the minimum, it shouldn't be worse because I was there. Ideally, it should be better because I was there. Mm. That sort of, does that answer the question? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing insight. I love it. And I'm wondering if it taps into what I'm about to ask you Yes, next. What is it that you would like to leave with people about designing you? Like what is it that you can recommend to people to design their best life? I think knowing, knowing who you are is really important. Mm-hmm. 
I use this analogy with some close friends who, who may have had some um, help, some needing some help or wanting some help with guidance. So, so the, the model the model is this: we are navigating from we're navigating to a particular destination, right? So if you don't know, if, if I don't know who I am and what I want and what's important to me and what I like, then I may end up, you know, in a, I don't know, for example, in a, in a particular party or destination that, I, I, that seems nice, that is nice to many people, but not necessarily nice to me. Mm-hmm. So if it's not something that I would like to, to enjoy, then I would end up in a place where I, don't, I would prefer not to be or it's like, you know, not the best for me. Sure. So, so knowing myself and knowing where I am allows me to then know how to navigate to where I want to be. And if I follow someone else's navigational instructions, I will end up somewhere else for, for multiple reasons. One, because I don't know where I'm starting. Mm-hmm. And two, even if I sort of still ended up in the same place, it may not be what I want. Yeah. And, and, and so that, that model of navigating with a map or navigating with instructions, knowing where I begin with, no matter, no matter. So it's, it's easy for, for me to delude myself and not realize that I'm in denial about certain things. Mm-hmm. What, what that translates to is that I'm not starting where I think I am on the map. Mm-hmm. So all the steps I take are, are wrong because my starting point is wrong because I don't know who I am. Sure. So if my starting points are wrong, then the li- likelihood of me reaching where I want to be is going to be quite low because I'm starting in a different place than I thought I was. Yeah. So, so by, by sort of honestly accepting where I am, that will help me to, to get to where I want to be. And, and the steps that I take will be much clearer and much more effective because I'm, I'm, I'm starting correctly. Yeah. But that's, that's easier said than done because a lot of us don't know ourselves from the inside out. Is there anything that in particular that you can say that we, that has helped you to be able to know yourself better that you can leave, leave with our gorgeous audience? Sure. Um, I, I think only you can know yourself. Family and, and friends or close friends may be able to give you some feedback. Mm. But, but in the final analysis, it would be you. you if, if you don't know, then no one, no one knows, basically. So I guess spending time reflecting, it, and it doesn't have to take all day or, or it, it, it could just be a daily small insight into, okay, this is, this is what's important to me. This is what gets me um, happy or excited or content. And this is what's of value to me. Even if it's built over time, over, um, over many years, eventually you have a, a, a full, clear picture of who you are and what you are. So I guess the, the easiest tip for me that is that I often reflect on, on myself and, and sort of introspect a little. Or, or a lot and, yeah. and that introspection helps with like you know figuring out what's going on with me and, and why mm. Jess so that's wonderful that's absolutely gold thank you so much for sharing You're this with, with me and with our audience and really appreciate your time because I know you, you, you say you're a shy guy and so I really appreciate that you're stepping up yet again you're doing another tap dance and so I really appreciate <laughs> it Thank you for the invite and I I'm really appreciate this opportunity to, to share and to be outside of my comfort zone, like way, way outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> so thank you very I'm glad much. I could help you with getting out of your comfort zone. <laughs> I hope it wasn't too scary. <laughs> no, no, at all. It was great fun.
Are you ready to create the life you want? Pop over to tinamurray.com to grab your free copy of the Design You Cheat Sheet and start creating the life you want right now. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Design You Podcast. You'll find the show notes over at tinamurray.com. Can't wait to see what you create as you design it, communicate it, and live it.